Hey, security peeps, we are back with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. Today, we are kicking off our leadership series. So we're in Breaking into Cybersecurity 2.0. And I am Renee Small, the co-host of Breaking into Cybersecurity. I help awesome cybersecurity people find great opportunities and leaders like the one we have here hire great talent. <laughs> So my co-host is Chris Folive. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey, everyone. And our special amazing guest for today is George Sprague, a.k.a. the Robin Williams of cybersecurity. Say hi to everybody, George. <laughs> oh, hi. Mike was off. So we can have a good time, clearly. <laughs> George is here to tell us about his career. Um, how he broke into cybersecurity. How he broke into cybersecurity and then getting all the way up to the leadership space, what he does as a leader, what you can do to become a leader in this space and all that good stuff. So, George, take it away. How did you become a leader and how did, well, I'm, I try to make my employees bow when they come into my office. That's one thing I really try to do. Or to address me, your royal majesty, that's not working either. But um, how I broke into cybersecurity, I actually hacked. Uh, I lived in Virginia. Chris, you can't record this and tell them that that's not going to work. Um, they already know about it. Um, I hacked my neighbor's Wi-Fi. And I lived in Virginia, and it was a WRT. And... The passwords were on the internet, and I wanted to see if I could do it. So I went in and hacked his Wi-Fi and changed all of his passwords. <clears throat> and he came over to where I was living and asked um, how I did it. And I showed him, and he said, can you change the passwords back? And I said, sure. Do you know what the passwords are? Um, and he said, no, you changed them, so you need to change it back. And, you know. <laughs> so I changed the passwords back, and I, he asked me to come to his office, which was part of the VA. And I showed his network guys what I'd done and showed them how to um, lock down their security on their network. You know, um, And I got hired from there. And then, let's see, do you want to know about the prison time or no? Or? Please share about the prison time. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't know about this. <laughs> no, no. Um, I got into cybersecurity, um, got into it because of that, and then just started to progress. And then when I lived in Tel Aviv, that's a city in the Middle East, it's in Israel. Um, I have to explain these things to Chris. He doesn't have a geography. Um, so when I lived there in, uh, in Tel Aviv, I got really a lot of education on how to secure things. And so when I came back to the States, um, they uh, asked me to go get my degree. And I asked them which degree, you know, what temperature did they wanted that degree in, you know? And so um, when I got my degree, um, I got a bachelor's from Kaplan and then I went and got a master's. And how I got into how I got into where I am now as a CISO for roll call is um, I was uh, working at a state government and I worked with a man by the name of Brandon Lee. He was a PhD at that time, 
And I had to educate him how to do project management. I had to educate him on everything. And he was a white man that I had to educate. So I, and, um, <laughs> he's going to go, I'm going to hurt you, George, when I see you next. Okay. Um, but I um, got into that and uh, he said, look, I need you to come help me train individuals in threat intelligence. And so uh, through McLean, I don't know if you guys know who Drake McLean is. Drake McLean came, actually came and got me when I was in Minneapolis, that town up north, Minneapolis. Man, those drugs I took earlier now start to kick in. Wow. Okay, Robin. <laughs> no, you're the convention I'm drinking. Yeah, that's it. Um, so he came and got me on the Target project, and I was one of the people who understood FireEye very well. And um, Showed them how the hackers got in. He came and I opened up uh, his shop in Temple and made things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I didn't break his Wi-Fi. No, I didn't hack into his stuff. You know, it's kind of hard to when you have two uh, guards standing by you and looking at the keyboard. It's kind of hard to hack into somebody's stuff. Chris so- got that. Chris got that. Remains over there. Close. I don't want. <laughs> so is, is your experience all self-taught uh, also, uh, some of it's self-taught some of it was taught by uh, um, hammer and keyboard you know I would type something they'd say no and hit me with a hammer and I'd have to retype it Chris <laughs> um, <laughs> go, oh god <laughs> Why did you put this guy on? Um, and, and some of it was uh, school taught. Um, some of it was um, hand taught. You know, one of the things I know that gets asked in questions is, um, what do you know about snore? And I usually tell them, I only did that in high school and college, and I don't do it anymore. Um, and, well, and Chris is going, what? Well, snort is a language of talking and tenable and stuff. And, you know, I have to do things funny way. Right? So, George. What? (laughs) What? What? When you were getting into, you talked to me about building out um, socks and writing a manual. You what? Socks. Oh, those socks. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Not the ones uh, that I so <laughs> What are we really doing here today? <laughs> I don't know. It's the weirdest Oh, dear Lord. Um, this is your CISO, folks. Do you really want to be a CISO? <laughs> I mean, look at, look at what it does to your brain. <laughs> People ask me if I have any intelligence, and I go, no, I lost it many years ago. (laughs) So Um, when you are looking to bring people into... um, Cyber? Either... Either bring them into... Either bring them into the field or promote them up. I don't bring people out into the field. That's kind of real bad in the South. We don't do that. That's kind of bad. (laughs) Oh, you mean in the cybersecurity? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got confused. I apologize. <laughs> um, 
How do I get them into the field? Well, th there has to be a desire, okay? Um, one of the classes I did teach at uh, McLean uh, Advanced Technologies, and she asked me if this book was published. No. Is that the right book? Yeah, that's the right book. Um, was on cybersecurity analyst training program that I did for the military. And it was really interesting because there's a real desire for people in the military and coming out of the military to know more about cyber. Um, and it's, it's funny, y'all asked a question the other day about the cloud, you know, what would you put in the cloud? And I tell my students, would you put your wallet in the cloud? Right? So be, be very particular what you want in the cloud and how you want it in there, you know, especially if it's you're already in there, huh? It's already in there. What, in the cloud? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, Chris, I already have your information. Don't worry about it. I, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your banks are in the cloud. Um, one way or another, it's there. Whether it's tied to you or not, um, that's what you can control. That's true. And that control, I'll talk to you about later, Chris, because I can tell you what's in Renee's bank account. And we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> not, not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to hack some money into my account. <laughs> Are you going to see your deposit this morning? <laughs> Let me look right now. Let me see. <laughs> wow. Chris is going to run business, damn it. <laughs> so. Do you use humor to um, diffuse business leaders to try to get that to get co complex topics across or how to relate um, cybersecurity concepts to business enablement so that they can understand it? Um, a lot of times I use um, when we're trying to describe something in cybersecurity, I'll use a lot of pictures, you know. <laughs> To, to get a point across, you know, or I will, so to give you a prime example, we had a business that we were trying to um, um, woo over or whatever. And they said, well, we believe that our stuff is secure and you can't get in. Well, I sat out in the parking lot and was able to get in. And I was able to get in because they left a printer IP address out in the open. And people go, oh, well, it's just a printer. Uh, yeah, that printer had access to the network. The network had access to the, the DNS, had access to, you know where I'm going with this, Chris. And so that's how I got in. Uh, Rita, you need me to put any pictures up for you to explain it? Or... Uh, I'm just I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, when I got in and I showed them that it wasn't secure, then that's when they really started looking at us and they said, look, how do we, how do we as a company secure things? And I said, well, I started laying it out and I started marking up on a board and they said, and they were like, um, when can you come back and teach us? When can you come back? And that's how I got him in. And I said, I told him, I said, I'm not too sure if you want me back in your environment. <laughs> I will leave back doors. I'm just telling you, you know. Um, That's what the adversaries do, right? Do what? That's what the adversaries do. That's exactly right. That's what Microsoft does. I mean, they leave back doors open. 
<laughs> I'm being serious. Oh, come on. <laughs> Chris is like dead. He's done. <laughs> come on, Chris. You leave back doors all the time. Um, but no, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny that um, people ask me how I got in, and it's because of hacking somebody's Wi-Fi, you know. But that was many many years ago, and and now, I mean. <laughs> You know, there's the state agency I can think of that got in trouble for uh, leaving legacy stuff open. You know, so it's not just the Wi-Fi. It's not just, um, you know, your bank account. It's not just um, a whole bunch of stuff. If you leave one item open, somebody's going to get in. They're going to figure out how to get in, you know. I sent a Chris a thing on um, one of the things I'm involved in Texas is Pi and Fi. You know what that is, right, Chris? Uh, Google mm. Fi? Uh, no, no um, personal identifiable information. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and Fi is PHI, personal health information. Mm-hmm. You said he was educated, Renee. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead. Okay. So you, you mentioned um, legacy, legacy infrastructure. How would you advise a business that still relies on that legacy infrastructure, say their old AS 400 servers to conduct business? <laughs> Put it in the DMV would be the first thing. Okay. You know, lock it out as far as who gets in, who gets out. Don't let people like me in there, please. You know, um, lock out as many um, authentication things and authorization. People go, oh, well, he's, you know, he's one of our database guys. Okay, why is he in there at three o'clock in the morning? Why is he doing instant at three o'clock in the morning and then sending it to an FTP site halfway across the world? Can you all guys explain that to me? And I've seen that many number of times. Yeah. You know? Stuart Gentry says black backdoors are all over the place. And then he says people want the easy button for security. It doesn't exist and never will. <laughs> no, I have one on my desk. <laughs> so for, for those breaking in do you recommend that they study the legacy technology or just focus on the latest and greatest no i think it, I, I think because i uh, learned on cobalt and fortran i know you guys are going oh my god that guy's old as shit um <laughs> but i learned on fortran and basic and cobalt and if, and if it hadn't been for me learning those uh those ancient codes, um, I would not have been where I am now. And and you really need to know some of that stuff because like uh, the AS400, oh my gosh, man. There's so many ways to get in there now. It's like, why do you go back and change some, some of it? You know, it's like certain ports. Why do you leave certain ports open on your network? You know, Chris? You know? George, when well, you... Boy. When you <laughs> when you bring in people or when you're promoting people, I get a lot of questions around certification. Should I get the CISM? Should I get the CISSP? You know, or the CCCSO? Do you look at any of that when you're bringing yeah, someone? 
Do I look at the accreditations? Mm -hmm. Sure. As a as a recruiting either requirement or um, to promote someone. Okay. Um, so let's say you had a security plus and you had a network plus, right? And you go, well, I want to be, I want to go do stuff in the analyst area, right? If you have that desire, if you can show me there's that desire, absolutely. Am I going to try to train you? Tra train you? Hold on, I gotta have some more whiskey. Um, <laughs> it's a big gulp. Yeah, thank you. It's kind of strong food. Make this morning. <laughs> um, oh man, that burns. Um, so if I see that desire in them, then I'm going to start pushing them up. Okay. I have a young man who's got gotten his CISSP. Um, I still make him bow when he comes into my office, but um, he is, he's probably one of the brightest guys I've seen in this area, you know? And, and, and what I find funny is people think that, um, I have to have a master's or I have to have a PhD in this. No, you have to have the desire. If the desire is not there, the PhD and all that stuff doesn't mean anything, does not mean a thing. If you have the desire to learn something, get in there. Show me what you can do. Um, I always give my guys tests. Um, like um, one of the things I did at, at McLean, I had a gentleman work for me. His name is Desmond Farrell. Incredibly sharp individual. I went and took um, uh, machines that were in our sock and I unplugged the NIC. Or I went in and I changed the MAC address. And I told him, what's wrong with these machines? Tell me what's wrong. And it, and him, go ahead, Chris, you were going to say something? I was going to say, how, how do they demonstrate that before um, they come under your wing? for um, reaching out to new managers or showing their passion um, before you're, they're already hired by you or-, or what, what do you mean? How do they, I mean, like if they're under Brandon or if they're under somebody else and they wanna get into my area? Or that they're a new recruit. They just got out of college. Like how do they show their passion? How do they show their desire that would, um, display to you that they have that when you ask them questions you know um chris how did uh what is your passion what do you like to do uh i like to help people i like to solve complex problems and what kind of complex problems well, uh figure out how usually how to help a business do what they need to do in a secure way See, and this is the same way, just like I did and asked you questions the same way that I asked new recruits in. Tell me what you're passionate about. Oh, it's databases? Oh, cool. So tell me how do I secure a database? You know, um, is it networking? Oh, great. What networking things do you like to do? You know, is it Cisco? Um, God forbid. I mean, um, <laughs> I did. Um, if it's uh, in a blue code or a polyato or any of them, I ask them questions around it to see where their desires are because everybody likes to show off, right? I don't, I'm a common man. I don't like to show off. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
you know, but I, it's, it's so funny because I have, and I don't mean to take up all the time here, but I will. Um, but um, the, the people that I get to teach, you really see their desires, you know, like in competitions. I did the collegiate competition with Baylor University. Oh my gosh, there's some kids there. You ain't getting near my network. I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then there's some that you're like, you, I, what did you just write there in Linux? What did you just write there in Python? And they go, oh, nothing. It has nothing to do with the Pentagon. You're going, dude, don't do that. That's cool, but don't do that. You know? Um, and when you see them in that, it's like, it's mind blowing sometimes, you know, and sometimes I have to pay them for writing code, you know. So, two dollars is about the max I do, you know. <laughs> so you you said you asked them questions, but how do they get to that stage where they get past Renee to get to the stage where they can? Have you asked them questions? Like, that, how do they differentiate hard. themselves? The hard part's getting over, uh, you know, a pass Renee, you know? <laughs> That's the hard <laughs> When they come to me, they're like, oh, uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> what can I tell you, Dave? It's HR. <laughs> it's HR. <laughs> So true. That's exactly what you were saying. <laughs> um, no, but it, it, it's funny because um, I go to seminars and I speak at seminars um, a lot of times in Hebrew because that's one of my native languages. Um, and um, and I've done speeches in Tel Aviv. I've done stuff in Spain. And and it's it's funny. People will come up to me and go, "How do I get in the industry? How do I work with you?" And I go. You don't want to work with me, dude. Seriously. You lose your mind in three years. It, it'll happen, okay? Um, when when you get them past the HR, yeah. <laughs> you get them past the HR and they come in and they talk to you. Um, and, and I always tell HR, hey, look for this and this resume. Look for this and this resume. Look for this. You know, is it in their sentence? Is like, um, I had a young guy come in and he put in NIST. I said, you know, I called him back and it was on a resume and I said, do you know what NIST is? And he couldn't tell me. And I said, thank you very much. You know, be Pacific. And when you said put something in there, make sure you know where it is, you know. That's why I copy all mine from the internet and put it in there. <laughs> and that's why I have six screens up because I can have Google in all six spots. You know? Oh man, you guys say the hard part is passion passing HR is so funny. So easy. Well, it is not. Yeah. Now in this COVID, how would you recommend that they? How would you recommend that they they um, get past HR? Like, how do they separate themselves since they can't go to a seminar and network with you or um, schmooze with you to to get past HR? No one schmoozes with me, dude. They don't. They look at that fat man. They go, "Oh my god, I'm not going to." <laughs> 
Um, they, uh, I would say the best thing you can do is keep, if you see a position that you really like and want, go for it. Get a hold of the HR, send letters to them, find their phone numbers, call them at home. I mean, uh, um, and I say do the same thing to the hiring manager. Find George, go track him down, get his number, do intel, stand up in front of his house. <laughs> that usually gets you shot in Texas. <laughs> um, no, uh, just get yourself known out there. <laughs> Chris is going, oh my God, he's not coming back. I'm telling you right now, he's never coming back. <laughs> Um, just get yourself put out there and, and, and just get in front of HR and tell HR, this is what I want. I, I want to get, I, I'd like to, I, can I talk to somebody, you know? And, and, um, I can second that, that the people who, um, come in and are quote unquote, the, the as the saying goes, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So why am I person- call a block call from Virginia? I don't know. Did Chris put something out there? Tell me. Something's going on. Never mind. One of your people. Um, So, as George said, (laughs) he can't even keep a straight face, as he said. (laughs) For all of you who are listening to this and not watching, George has a piece of paper up that says, help me. And every time we make, we either have a question or we do something, he puts up something that says, help me. So if you hear us just laughing, we're here with the Robin Williams of cybersecurity. And this is what we're doing today. I'm Mexican American. I can't be Robin Williams. Robin Williams. We have- <laughs> He's an actor. You could be whatever you want. Um, so I even forgot my thought. Oh, Yes, if you do continue. I'm old. <laughs> if you if you continue to connect with the hiring managers either um, on LinkedIn, in the company, send emails. Um, if a hiring manager says, "Hey, to the HR person, I want to bring this person in," it happens. So don't listen to George. Listen to me. Go go find the hiring manager. Go find the hiring leaders. That's how you get in totally how you get in. And Chris talked about it. He talked about it in his uh, How to Hack Your your First Job. You were supposed to talk about it. Right? Well, we hacking I mean, Chris hacking his first job. Chris hacking his. We, so we heard about you hacking into... No, I, I found that once you, once you find a hiring manager that um, if you get on their radar, it makes it that much easier. Yeah, I have to agree with that. That's why I find out where they live. And paces. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't stalk don't them. Do it's not going to help you. No, no, no. Renee did that already. She stalked me. So. I, I, I stalked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how she got you as a guest on here? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of blackmail going on. So the people that you promoted within going on on my end, it was really bad. Really the C, the people who want, they want to be a CISO. What would you? Uh, what kind of don't advice would you give them? Don't what'd you it. say? Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, no, if you want to be a CISO, really, I mean, go for it. Our our motto is: if you're going to hack, we're going to hunt. You know, 
if you hack we hunt there is no escape and that's you know um just learn everything that you can you know listen to the old farts like me you know um listen to those who've been in the industry for years you know um i listen to kevin manchek all the time you know how to get into places and stuff you know i was at red hat when he uh pretended to be a, a belt a, a, the elevator man you know and was able to get into places because he was the uh, what they call it a bellboy or something like that yeah and he just said this is how you this is how you do pen testing and i was like wow that's kind of cool can we go to some of the casinos and see if we can do that too and um yeah probably could <laughs> yes oh my god man some of them were like oh yeah you work at the caesars yeah come on in you know uh there's something packed up about research postings yeah so this is what barbara says Research job posts is the position you want. Search out the knowledge for the knowledge for knowledge sake. Tra take trainings, hone your social presence, play with new toys and tools, and represent that in your accomplishments. One of our most impressive candidates was graduating college, but it was all his extracurricular where we could see passion and drive. Good yeah. point, Barbara. That, that's, that's what I was going back to earlier. If you can show me a passion somewhere, I'm going to talk to you. You know, yeah. um, I have Linux boxes. Um, at home, I have Parrot, I have Kali, um, I have Red Hat, but, but that's an OS, Chris, it's all right. Um, and and um, I, I spend hours just trying to get into stuff, you know, trying to figure out how this tool works, how that tool works, you know? And, and that's really where you start to see people's passions. Not to be listening to old fat men, you know, they're on some broadcast. Some for, random for, broadcast. Um, for those <laughs> that are into like programming, do you recommend that they do things like bug bounties or um, CTF challenges, things like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I went to one where there was a uh, young, young, um, I'm trying to remember the guy was from. Um, it was a, he, he was from Thailand is where he was from. Kid, kid, I sat and watched him for an, uh, for about an hour. Um, I slapped his hand a lot, a lot, you know, to make sure that he typed things correctly. But, um, and he learned how to block those things after a while. Um, that was part of his training in Thailand. But no, he, uh, I saw him program stuff and I was like really, really impressed by him, you know? Um, he wasn't impressed by me. He called me an old fat man in, in his language. Um, but I, uh, you know, I hired him and, um, he does a lot of our coding for us, you know, yeah. that? people say I don't have the experience with this app and download it and play with it before you interview. So Stuart's just giving people tips. Oh yeah. I, I, play with, I play with stuff all the time, and my mind is one of those, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, do, do you recommend that um, that candidates use things like blogs or responding to relevant posts um, to differentiate themselves and keep their engagement in the community? Sure. Um, I'm a part of InfraGuard. You know what that is, Chris, InfraGuard? Yeah. 
uh, Secret Service Red Team. Do you know what that is? Oh, that's right. You're on it. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, sorry. Oh, that's what that call was from the Pentagon about. Oh, I'll be having to explain that one. Um, but on some of those, um, you know, the, 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 like you, the InfraGuard, like uh, Smooth, and what's the other one? Uh, there's a whole bunch of them here that's in Central Texas. Get involved in them because that's where you really find the people, like Chris, you know, um, that have some smarts in some areas, you know, and you can start picking their brains, you know, even though it's little use. Whatever you can to pick that brain out, you know. I get ice picks and stuff like that. It's really fun. Um, <laughs> look at Chris. Chris is like, oh my god! Uh, like, what is this thing doing here? <laughs> no, but I go to those things and and I find the people who are really experts in their field. You know. Um, go ahead. Is that how you typically, when you're looking to either fill a position? Do you typically look um, when you're looking for the next person to come, to bring in? Mm -hmm. Are you are you looking at those networks? Is that where you go first? Um, I take my HR person with me. Yeah, I take them with me. I go look. You want to learn about how what this stuff is about? Because not every HR and nothing against you know, HR people, because not all of them have some knowledge of what cybersecurity is about, right? I mean, let's be honest. They're looking at the resume and they're looking at the words on the resume, right? And does it matter what somebody else is saying? Okay, if I take somebody there and I explain them how something works or what this person is doing, it gives them a better clue of what to look for in that resume. You know, I can say um, reverse engineering a malware. Most people are going to go, what the hell is malware? You know? Or what's reverse engineering? Don't you just want to do it one way? You know? But if I can... What, Chris? No comment. No comment. <laughs> I'll just say that's one of the things that makes Renee great is that um, she actually came up through IT and cybersecurity as well as recruiting. And um, that's what, what separates her from, and others like her um, from the crowd, is that they truly understand the industry and the terms. And um, the money she's paying you, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. The money I'm paying. <laughs> Stuart says, oh, bringing right. HR is, is brilliant. There's a lot, there is a lot of brilliant people in HR. There really is, you know, and there, but there's a lot of them that call you and ask you silly questions. And you're like, why are you, why are you asking me this question? You know? Um, and, 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 and some of them are just recruiters that just don't know, you know? Yeah. So I do a lot of education, um, one of myself and education to try to get HR people to understand when somebody puts down, what is OWASP? Right? If you don't know what OWASP is, why do I need you in my coding department? Why do I need you in my database department? Because you don't know what, what that stuff is, you know? Or, uh, yeah, I think that um, there's so many people that just don't understand what any of this is. I, I was one of them. I had no idea. It looked like Greek. The word, 
Greek. It was like, what? What is this? I don't. I have no idea what any of this means. Just um, thinking in Hebrew, you're really good, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think they also use like the tips that, um, like resume, what Renee and I say for looking at job postings, finding the things that are relevant, but then they go a step too far and copy too much onto their resume, which they might not understand, thinking they won't get called out. Um, and and most of the times they will get called out. And that's when they come in, in, in front of somebody like me, you know, that copies everything off the internet, you know, and, or, or somebody who, who knows exactly what they're talking about and you can question them in things, you know, um, being an InfraGuard member and a resume also gives you, yes, being a part of InfraGuard gives you an edge up because you're getting things like, there was a publication, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Chris, about, um, are, are you still part of the InfraGuard, Chris? Um, yeah, I'm uh, IT sector chief for the Northern, North right. Capital Region. Yeah, that's right, they hadn't pulled all that clearance stuff. There was a thing on there on, on the cyber, uh, cyber threats to law enforcement and government agencies. You know, and you read through it and you're going, oh, my God. And then there was another one. I think it was yesterday about the health department, you know, how people are getting in. So in regard, some of the, you know, uh, like you mentioned earlier, some of the other things to be involved in, um, valuable information, valuable stuff, you know, and it really does put you one step above the other candidate, you know, even if HR says they're cheaper, you know. <laughs> HR does not say that. So Julia, I'm just um, uh, reading out Julie's question that George just answered, which is by being an InfraGuard member and having that on a resume, will that also give you an edge in the hiring process? And mm -hmm. both said yes. What other um, open sources of intelligence do you recommend that people follow? What, to what type of intelligence? Yeah, open source information that they can keep track of um, to keep aware of what's happening and stay ahead of the trends um oh, uh golly there's a lot of them out there to see i, I learned on security onion you remember that security onion chris mm -hmm. yeah bro uh there was a whole bunch of them uh, well that was when uh, metasploit first came out you remember that yeah oh, i just aged myself oh my god <laughs> i think the hair does it already thanks chris why do you think this? Why do you think this? This, this, don't worry, I have it too. No, this, this, no, I can take it off. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Chris is like, Stuart makes a good I, comment here. <clears throat> I left the security association. I was doing things others were not. I felt I was better off alone. I decided to write papers and do presentations on reverse engineering and other topics on my own. Absolutely. And I did that. That's why they put me in a room by myself. I can't. <laughs> was it white and padded? <laughs> Imagine working for this man. <laughs> It'd be a great time. Where's your team? You should bring the team. I want to see the team. 
they're, they're locked in another room. Yeah, in that cabinet behind you. No, no, there's no, there's nobody in that cabinet. Oh, <laughs> um, George. What? Words of wisdom. Chris, ask your final question. <laughs> We're at the end. We're at forty minutes. <laughs> if you had one piece of sage advice to share to individuals looking to break into the industry, um, what would that be? One piece. One piece. Don't do it. Um, what would that be? Yeah, uh, that one piece of advice. I would say just go for your passion. You know. I will say right now the military is hugely paying for people to be in cybersecurity. And Chris, you know that, Renee, you know that. I mean, if you're in high school, dude, if I was in high school, I mean, they wouldn't have me in high school. But um, if I was in high school and I was into computer science and stuff like that, I'd make sure the military knew about it because they're, they'll pay for your college. They'll pay for your certs. Even if you copy them off the internet, they'll pay for it, you know? Um, that's a huge way to go. And for me, I had to pay for everything out of my pocket. That's why I'm so poor now, you know, is that I had to pay for everything out of my pocket. You know, my master's degree, I had to sell my car and children and 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 this to get into that passion, you know? There you have it, folks. Our first CISO. Well, no, <laughs> not our first season. Oh, <laughs> Probably our last CISO. <laughs> I know Brandon's going to be knocking on my door. Going, <clears throat> we need to talk. Sprague, everyone. The leadership series. Want to be a leader? Don't be me. Thank you, George. You're so welcome. <laughs> See you all next week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, folks, we are going to take off. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for all these great comments. And we will see you um, next time. Thank you, Bye. guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for the Bye. mail. Thanks for the envelope. That was nice. The envelope. Just Bye, everybody. <laughs> no snorting. No snorting. <laughs> I'm going to Colorado in a minute.